Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to this week's episode. Welcome of to Friday the Small Business Fire. Surgeon oh, yeah, Podcast, the, the show where we dissect the businesses so of top producers, examine um, their growth Friday strategies, and share with you the bare bones of their success. So I am your host, Samuel Smith, yes, and I'm glad you're here. Let's operate. You will hear today. I'm not in the studio. I'm actually outside on my back porch. So uh, you may pick up some background noise, uh, some birds, some cars, maybe a train or two. Um, I just want to say that it's the most beautiful day we've had in a long time and uh, I've spent quite a bit of it on my back porch. <laughs> it's 60 degrees, I'm wearing a hoodie, the sun is shining, there's not a cloud in the sky, I'm drinking coffee and uh, yeah, I'm doing the show from outside today. So pretend you're sitting outside with me and uh, just having a conversation. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Thank you for liking and sharing as well. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Small Business Surgeon. Um, I really appreciate it, guys. The, uh, the show has just been uh, picking up and up and up, I, I can't believe it's gathering uh, the momentum it is. Um, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name's Sam Smith. I'm a fractional CMO now. Um, my career has evolved immensely since I started just helping small business owners. And uh, what I do is I, I help build and train um, media teams uh, for companies that are looking to scale their businesses. I've got a, a company, we, we make media, it's the Texas Media Foundry. Um, we make podcasts for people, we make videos for people, that kind of stuff. Um, but, man, I get so much more fulfillment from going actually into companies and helping them build their own internal teams. That uh, That's kind of where I'm putting my focus and my partner, Tex, is going to carry on making videos and, uh, and producing podcasts for folks. He's going to step up and run Media Foundry as I, <clears throat> excuse me, as I spend more time actually being the small business surgeon, which is, which is crazy to me. Um, but yeah, and that's all thanks to you guys that listen. So thank you again so much for that. Um, and I use Friday Fires. Hmm, excuse me, I sip my coffee. Um, I use my Friday Fires to teach the same lessons that I teach my clients. And it's normally stuff that we go over or that I see in the course of the week. And this week, um, I've seen this come up three times this week now. Um, twice with clients and then once as I was actually sitting in my barber's chair getting a haircut, uh, the same thing happened. So I want to remind you guys, this is a business lesson today, I want to remind you guys that your pricing is going to determine the quality of the clientele you get, all right? Because there are people that buy on price and there are people that buy on value. And you really want to start targeting the, the people that, that, that buy off of value. And I want to explain this using a few different businesses. Um, I want to talk about a low-ticket type business, like a barber shop that, um, that does $20, $30, $40 haircuts, whatever that might be. I want to maybe touch on like an attorney that might be 150 to 500 bucks an hour. Or, you know, then I want to look at somebody selling a, a higher ticket item, like a contractor, like maybe a house painter or something. So let's dive into this, right? And it all got triggered from me sitting in a barber's chair the other day. And I've got to throw a shout out to my friend, Randy. Um, Randy Alexander, she's an entrepreneur. She owns House of Beards and Brian, and she, she does my hair. She does a great job. Um, but, oh, maybe a couple of years ago, we had a, a discussion about her raising her prices, and she did. So yesterday I was sitting in the barber's chair 
and a fellow walked in. He said, how much for a haircut? And Randy said, $25. And the guy rolled his eyes and, and walked out. But he wasn't like a well-dressed fella. Um, he was wearing sweatpants and had a stained T-shirt on and looked like he'd been dragged through a hedge backwards. And honestly, if you'd paid me $25, I wouldn't have touched his fucking hair. Like, ooh, no. I mean, $25 to fix that shit was uh, really, really cheap. Well, he walked out because he was buying based on price. <clears throat> now, in the past, Randy would have kicked herself for maybe losing a customer. But when somebody wants to pay 15 bucks for a haircut, there are places that farm barbers and you just roll on through and the next lot of barbers, just conveyor belt, uh, what are they called? Supercuts, great clips, all them. Just, you know, you can get a cheap haircut. So do you want to compete on price or do you want to compete on value? See, I'm going to use Randy as an example. And I don't know shit about barbers pricing, um, nothing. Uh, so I have to preface this with these numbers are all imaginary, okay? I'm just using this as an example so the math stacks up for you. So whatever business you have, this principle applies. So take Randy, for example, take a barber. If, if you're charging $20 a haircut, and maybe you get a $5 tip from a $20 customer, I don't know. But if you're charging 20 bucks a haircut, and you hustle and hustle and hustle and cut 100 per week, the most revenue you can put in your pocket is two grand. I, I don't know how long haircuts take. I don't know if 100 a week is a reasonable figure. Don't write the show and correct my numbers. This is purely an exercise in math to demonstrate a principle. So I want to put up my prices, but I'm worried I'm going to lose customers. So what would my price be? Well, it doesn't matter doesn't matter what the competition charges. What matters is what is the experience I'm giving my customer. What does the customer want when they come here? Because if I only need to cut 100 heads of hair per week, if that's all I, I've got to cut, and I live in a town of 300,000, which is about the, the retail economy of the, the town we're in, how many people in that town would pay $50 for a haircut? Is there 100 of them? Of course there is. Of course there is. There's more than 100 people in that town want an ideal haircut more than they want to go down a conveyor belt line. And this applies, again, this applies to any business. It's not just talking about barbers. So we're going to say, what's an ideal haircut look like? How can I add value to a haircut? What's the ideal experience for my client? Because I already know who my ideal client is. Okay? Already worked that out. So now we're just chasing our ideal clients. What's the ideal haircut look like? Maybe it's a hot towel involved. Maybe there's, maybe I'm gonna shave his neck. So when I shave his neck and the back of his neck, I maybe put some shave oil on there and rub it in for 30 seconds and, and give a little neck massage. Maybe, maybe a full shave, maybe a shampoo, you know, maybe cologne, I don't fucking know. But what can I do as a barber to give this guy the ideal haircut experience because then I can charge the ideal haircut price yeah I'm adding value it doesn't cost me a lot more my biggest expense is getting the customer in the chair and then it's my time so a 60 second massage with a dab of oil doesn't cost me anything a hot towel costs me a towel heater and my electric 
that's it. But the value that that hot towel adds, the value a little massage adds, the value kicking somebody back in the chair and shampooing their hair and massaging their scalp adds for an extra five minutes. Do you see? And you start attracting the clientele that appreciates that level of value and is willing to pay for that level of service. What about the clients you lose when you put the prices up? Well, the thing is, most people will stay if the value is there, right? Because nobody wants to change contractors. Nobody wants to change barbers. Nobody wants to change lawyers. Nobody wants to change fucking dentists. Nobody wants to change plumbers. You know, you want Rick the plumber that you know is going to show up, that you know is reliable, you know is going to take care of your shit, and you've been doing business with for five years. And Rick lets you know, he's like, Sammy, I had to put up my prices, man. But we got some nicer uniforms, we got a little bit better vans, we got some better tools to serve you. Hell yeah, Rick, I understand. And I appreciate a nice clean contractor that shows up in a nice clean van and uses professional tools and sweeps up when he's done and is reliable. Of course I'm going to pay more for that because it's the experience. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not chasing some cheap guy that fucks some shit up. I'm not dealing with a supercuts haircut. So as a business owner, you gotta look at your guys and you gotta go, how can I provide the value and the service to be in the class of business that can charge what it wants and have the customers that it wants to work with? Yeah, I'm an attorney. I'm charging 150 bucks an hour. What kind of clients am I getting? I don't know. But if I spent time focusing on getting clients that were $500 an hour, instead of serving clients that were 150 bucks an hour, I could spend two hours prospecting for every one hour I worked and still make more money. What if I put the prices of haircuts up at the barber shop and half the clientele stopped showing up? Well, now I've got to cut 50 haircuts a week, but I'm making $50 a haircut instead of 25. So I only got to cut half the number of hairs. So now I go from working 60 hours to working 30 hours maybe. And again, I don't know their numbers. But now I'm working 30 hours a week cutting hair. That gives me time to build standard operating procedures and train somebody and do marketing. And it gives me time to build my clientele. It gives me time to maybe make some videos and put some content on social media. It gives me time to build my audience up. See, most people will stay if the value is there. Maybe the people that leave shouldn't be clients in the first place. But above all, as you're bringing in new clientele, most people will accept the first bid you put in front of them if the relationship's there already. Let's say I'm a house painter and it's, you know, people shopping on price. Well, I want to pay 2,500 bucks to get my house painted. And now I don't know what a house painter charges anymore. I have no idea. Um, Probably significantly more than that. But anyway, <laughs> for the state of the example, let's say it's a thousand bucks worth of paint and fifteen hundred bucks worth of labor, and it's going to take you three days to do. Well, shit, I just made fifteen hundred bucks in three days. But is that ever how it goes? Well, there was a piece missing here and a bit missing there, and then an overrun, and then it took two days longer than I thought, and then, and all of a sudden, you end up making eight hundred bucks instead of fifteen hundred. 
because there's no profit in the job. You see, you make your profit, you make your profit when you sell the job. Now, unless you upsell, of course, a little caveat there, I expect you to upsell and you would upsell during the course of the, the job, but let's back up a minute and keep it really fucking simple, okay? You, your pricing at the beginning determines how much profit you can make at the end. If the job costs five grand to do and you bid it for 10 grand, the most profit you can make is five grand, period. And then as things start to maybe go wrong, as the job unfolds, because no job ever goes perfectly, because you don't have standard operating procedures. Now, even when you do have standard operating procedures, no job ever goes perfectly. What I'm saying is, if you go out and you sell a $2,500 paint job just to get work, that's all you're gonna get. You're just gonna get fucking work. And you'll stay busy and you'll keep putting fuel in the truck and you'll keep putting food in the fridge. But at the end of every job, there won't be enough money left over for your bills, okay? Stop selling on price and start selling on value. Because if I come and get my house painted and it's 10 grand, but not only it includes painting, it includes clean up afterwards, it includes new caulking, it includes power washing the gutters and my house looks brand new. Do you know how many fucking painters just show up, spray paint and leave? You know how many bad contractors there are that you could run rings around? If you take the good examples of the work you do and explain the value to your client and go and charge for the value. All right, this is uh, so the small business surgeon just ranting at you guys now. Um, it's just devolved into a rant because you don't understand what you're worth. Don't understand what you're worth. Stop chasing money and start looking at your business from a standpoint of how can I give value to my customers to where my customers will pay me what I'm worth. Because ultimately, your customers will only pay you the amount of money that you're prepared to ask for. And you can only ask for money if you can show value that solves their problems. All right, that's gonna do it for me. I hope that dropped some clarity on you guys. I hope that was helpful and I hope you got a little bit of fire for your Friday. Um, yeah, that's it. You'll be good. Please share the show out. Give us a tag on social media if there's something you liked. If there's somebody you think would benefit from listening to this, tag them, shoot them a DM, however you share it. And more importantly, if there's somebody you think could benefit from a call with me, I've got a little bit of space in my calendar. I've got a brand new project launching. Hopefully, it will fund in the next week. So um, once that launches, I've got a couple of spots for, uh, for consults if any of you guys want to chat. All right, that's it. You'll be good. Stay safe. And uh, I will see you on Monday's show. Small Business Surgeon Podcast. If you've made it this far, you clearly like it. So go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. This helps people find the show and spread the good word. Share with friends and follow us at Small Business Surgeon on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you for your follow-up next week.
small business surgeon, was recorded at Texas Media Foundry in historic downtown Bryan, Texas. Check them out at txfoundry.com or on social media at txfoundry. Thanks for tuning in.